You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out about our pod brethren and how to join our new Discord group and support the show at greenlitpodcast.com and patreon.com slash spirithunterpod respectively. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 50 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Megan. Patrick. Hannah. Joe. And Sarah. Hello, guys. Uh, last time, uh, Pat tricked us all, because he's a sneaky, sneaky bastard. Um, Killua finally I, I, got... I, I, I prefer the term asshole. Is, is okay. My... Uh, okay. <laughs> That's all this you. is partially resultant from me not having written the notes. <laughs> So, you know, Pat really just took advantage of my misbehavior, so it's on me. I'm sorry. I'm bowing right now. You guys can't see it. Please understand. Wait, how about how much bowing are you doing? Are you doing like the are you doing like the bowing like uh 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 of the Sakurai? Or it's not yeah. Sakurai, what's the name? Uh, Iwata, are you, Iwata. I'm doing Iwata? the full Iwata, yeah. Or are you doing like the the the, for, the beg me for forgiveness like person on the ground anime on the ground? Uh, I am not kowtowing, but I am doing the Iwata. Gotcha. Okay, the Iwata works. That's that's a fair that's a fair forgiveness thing, but yeah. Sorry about that guys. Uh kinda thought it was funny at the time, but didn't realize yeah. I'm actually excited to listen to the episode because that it's sounds kinda funny in retrospect. <laughs> when when yeah. Pat told me what he did, I was just like, Oh, you sneaky bastard, that's great. <laughs> I mean um, so I, I thought hear... nobody noticed it. <laughs> You'll hear me sounding like an idiot, being like, oh, wow, like, that's a thing that happened? Crazy. Like, weird. weird. <laughs> no, so yeah. when I read the notes after Patrick told me that, he's like, check the notes. They're there. And then I was reading it, and I was just like, oh, man, this sounds so unbelievable. And then I thought about everything that's ever happened in 99. I'm like, this sounds vaguely believable. <laughs> yeah. I, next time I'm going to actually watch it, because I, I thought it, it might have been funnier if I just actually watched it out of no context, like, didn't even watch anything before that. And just straight up watched it and was like, uh, yeah, this happened. I don't know really much context of it, but it's still fun. Spoilers, if you watch it now, it will be very boring because now they're doing it very literally to the manga, but like badly. Oof. It's just still like, frames in color with like voice acting. You're not as far off as you uh, think you are. Uh, oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> it's like it's like Way of the House Husband, except not as funny and good. <laughs> yeah, except they didn't plan it. <laughs> Fair. All right. Well, uh, last time otherwise, <laughs> I think this is what really happened in the in the arc. Now I have to second guess everything. Maybe. Um, maybe. Theoretically, uh, Killua got his hunter's license as Green Island players collected cards in a variety of ways, with some less with some less wholesome than others. Um, this time, Gon and Killua face off some bunny pirates in their greatest challenge yet: sports. Uh, you better get ready. Hey, it's like Olympic season, so that's fun. Or like it's oh, getting wow. into it. I've been watching. Oh yeah, when the, does it start? Uh, I think July something. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I just know that the Olympic trials are happening for gymnastics at least, and um, I really enjoy gymnastics for some reason. I don't. Know. <laughs> are they still doing the opening ceremony? Because I want to see what Japan's got going. I don't know. With COVID, Japan has a at least from what I've heard a couple months, at least up until a month ago, like Japan's COVID is not doing great. Uh, their numbers are like their vaccine, the vaccination rate is pretty low and then their COVID numbers keep rising. So I'm not sure if they'll Oof. have the same level of like spectacle as they probably initially planned before the pandemic. Yeah. Sure. Cause like, 
Yeah, because like the Brazilian ones, like they had friggin' Mario, Doraemon, and Hello Kitty. And it's like, if that's the, the closing ceremonies, I'm hype. And like the Prime Minister came out in a Mario hat, or Abe came out in a Mario hat in a tube. I'm like, if that's what they got planned for the closing ceremony, I want to see what they got for the opening ceremony. That's going to be wild. But anyways, my weebness aside, uh, episode 68's not nice. Uh, Pirates and Guesses, or Kaizoku to Sizoku. Hopefully that was right. Uh, originally released in Japan on February 24th, 2013. The equivalent manga chapters are 155 through 160, which were released in Japan on September 9th, 2002. Ooh, that's my friend's birthday. Uh, the equivalent 1999 episodes are 82, 83, 84, which were released in Japan on March 3rd, 2004. That is nobody's birthday, I know. All right, so the episode starts with Kazul, not Capsule, like I kept on saying in my mind, um, asking Bopopo, no, Bopopo, or I'm just calling, gonna call him B Big B because I want to oh, say Bopopo. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's actually uh, Bopopo Bobo Bobo is actually the full name. My favorite anime. Yes, sorry. So, is, is that related to Dororo? Dororo? You know, Dororo, Dororo, and Dororo are two separate shows, and sometimes I forget that. Like, they're very <laughs> different. It's just the way you say it. I, like, I, not you, but like how everyone says it in the States. Like, I can't tell them apart sometimes. I also well, forget also... that Doro Hedoro is another show. Oh, that yeah, one. I was about okay. to say that. Do we know the meanings of those shows, just out of curiosity? You mean like the meanings of the names yeah. or like just the differences between the shows? No, 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 the meanings of the names. I is do there, not. I would like are to Are they similar at all or just like for English ears, you know? like I think it's probably for English, English ears. ears. Okay, that's Because Dororo is the name of the girl in the in the anime for Dororo. I don't know Dororo. I, I think Dororo, I think that might be one of the characters' names. I could be wrong. Doho, do, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We're just going to assume their names. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, watch Dororo. It's a way better, uh, way better Demon Slayer. Just being honest. Dororo is actually really old. Yeah, it's based yeah. on a manga from like the '60s or something. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Seeing, and they even have a video game on the PS2, which is actually pretty pricey. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it, the new one is really good. I haven't watched the old one, but it's probably just as good. Hell yeah! Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway. So they're trying to get the pirates to get out of town, uh, but the pirates just laugh at him, and with Bopopo uh, challenging them to knock him out of a literal ring of fire, and if he if they do, then he'll take them to see his boss. Who is uh, his boss? Johnny Cash. Hmm? No, it's Bob Hope. Is that the Ring of Fire reference? Is that a song? Yes, exactly. yeah. Is that a song? Well, it, he, I mean, he could have been played by Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and Razor, as played by Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. Wait, who would you guys actually cast as a Razor if you could, and it'd be like an American actor? Oh, if you weren't going to say an American actor, I was thinking like, man, buff Asian dude for the role. And I was thinking of the guy from uh, Train to Busan, like the big... Oh, oh you know, yeah. that actually probably be the best bet. <laughs> Bet. I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking maybe uh, 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 Sylvester Stallone could probably play him. 
hey, go on, I'm gonna fucking murder you because your dad said it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's it's like he's like he's like uh, he's like you're fucked, Gondrian. <laughs> God, I need to watch Rocky again. Knowing American TV, it's always gonna be like The Rock or something. <laughs> okay, okay, the rock, mm. the rock would be a pretty decent razor. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I, I agree with Joe on that one. Oh, Gon, do you want to know about your dad? And then Gon's like about to say something. He's like, it doesn't matter what you want to know about your dad. <laughs> Shut your damn mouth. All these jabronis talking about dodgeball. Anyways. Anyway, so Zeho, he gives it a try, but he just ends up getting his foot slow roasted by Bopobo um, instead. So Gon, he tries to intervene by kicking... Uh, I'm just going to call him Big Big B because <laughs> that's too call, many. Call him skills. Daddy Bebop. Bebop. Daddy Bebop. No, <laughs> I'm gonna call him Big B. So he kicks him in the face and demands <laughs> why he won't let um, Zeho go. Uh, apparently, after apparently losing requires stepping out of the ring. So even if Zeho needed defeat um, while he's inside the ring, it's completely meaningless. And because gone, he attacked um, Big B within the ring of fire and then jumped out. He's disqualified. And then in the notes, there is a picture of the guy from Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Fred Durst. <laughs> I, I saw that guy like before. I was like, is that, is that supposed to be Fred Durst? But yeah, it looks just like him in the thing. Like he has the same facial hair, the hat. The red hat. It was yeah. really weird when he showed up and said, Hey, ladies. Hey, fellas. And the guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. What then, reference that, is that? Is that a good biscuit that's song? That's a biscuit yeah. reference. <laughs> okay. And the people uh, and who then, don't give a fuck. And then when he lost, he's like, I did it for the nookie. Oh, exactly. And then someone made an AMV of all his music. Oh, my God. Just uh, literally every AMV is just rolling. All of this is accurate. God. Um, so Gon, he asks to have a do-over, um, but Kilo goes instead, and he wins by lighting up Bopobo's head on fire um, with some booze and electricity. Uh, Bopobo, he, ring he rolls out of the ring and gets disqualified. He's mad, so he tries to attack Kilua, um, but one of the pirates stops him, uh, saying something about, you gotta respect your own rules, man. And he takes Kilua to their boss. And then the boss turns out to be Razor. Uh, he is getting some gains at a gym uh, with all the other pirates also just being very athletic. And decides that they should hold a contest. Uh, the contest, if Gone Team wins, then he and his pirates will leave the island. Um, but he gets to choose what kind of contest it will be with each of the pirates challenging them in a match of their own specialty sport. Uh, the first team with eight points wins. And then if Razor Pirate wins, then Gone Team uh, ha just has a leave. It's just kind of that simple. Or is it? Who knows? <laughs> Question. Did you guys get Game Master vibes from this? Like Captain N? No. Oh, like uh, uh, the kid? Amanuma. Yeah. 
the kid from Yu Hakusho. Yeah. In terms of like setting the the rules and parameters. Yeah, and then like, oh yeah, we'll come back with a slightly different group of people. <laughs> yeah, I definitely could see it. Except this time it was like actual sports. Yeah, I don't think this one's like a reference so much as him just being like, oh yeah, I have an idea. I have a unique idea I've never done before. And the thing about later is like, fuck, I did do that before. <laughs> uh, and so there are... The first match is boxing. And... It's the a boxer pirate versus Montreux. And it's a close range fight, which is actually good for the both of them since they're both admitters. And Montreux seems to have the upper hand. He KOs the pirate, but Gon points out that he got hit too. So Montreux collapses as the pirate boxer stands up. And Kilua explains that the pirate boxer actually teleported his punch just below Montreux's chin uh, while he was trying to attack. And with Montreux KO'd, Razor's team gets one point. Um, question. For anyone who's finished the series, do you think the person who does something similar to this later was told about this or came up with a power on their own? Teleportation? Uh, yeah, specifically handaportation. Huh. You know, I don't know. It might it might have been taught by somebody. Yeah, I'd be curious to find out more, but I do think it's interesting that the idea was shown here first. I'll leave that there. <laughs> the second match is soccer ball juggling, and Bisky um, is the one who takes the challenge. Um, Gon wanted to volunteer, but Kilua stops him because he has another plan in mind, which Bisky approved. Um, so the rules are that you can attack with Nen, but you can't actually touch the ball with your hands. And you can move anywhere in the building, and the first person who drops the ball um, loses. And so Bisky tries, but she literally throws the ball in the air and like drops it <laughs> in literally a second and is very casual about losing. Almost too casual, if you ask me. And there's a third match with sumo wrestling, and this is good old Bopopo versus Kilua. And Bopopo's still mad from before, so he tries to charge at Kilua, who purposely jumps out of the circle, giving T Razor uh, the other win. And yeah, it continues on for hours where uh, Gon's team uh, keeps on losing, so Gonoru, he loses a basketball match, and Razor's team ends up with a total of eight points and the winner. Yeah, so I don't know. Did you guys find something a little interesting about this? Or was like it just for me it came off as a little suspect that they were losing a little too easily. I don't know, man. On Bisky might have trouble just uh just with the soccer balls, I don't know. And maybe just uh, you know, Kilwa just uh he forgot. I had honestly forgotten about this part, and so I was hyped for, like, Bisky just, like, owning someone with this juggling contest, and then I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this is what happens, fuck. Would have been cool to see that, though. 
Yeah. I was like, oh, I I wanted to see soccer balls being juggled. Like, it just seems so weird and novel. <laughs> oh, I bet Bisky would destroy him at it. Because, like, remember, she's Netero's, like, pupil. And, like, he's really good at ball sports. And she's probably just, she's a jock. She's a goth lowly jock. <laughs> Hashtag goth lowly jock. Don't ever use that hashtag. You will get un unsavory responses. Oh yeah. my god. Um, wait, did we know she was Netero's pupil? Uh, yeah, she said that. Uh, yeah, like I'm pretty sure she met? said that. Yeah, okay, when they said okay. that, yeah. I think I forget that. I know she's like Wing's master. Yeah. But I forget that like she studied under Netero. Yeah. Crazy. I wonder why she... Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like, really be careful with anything you're about to say. <laughs> well, it, we, so we go to Gon and his team and they're planning outside and it turns out they purposely took the L, um, realizing they, at their current form, they couldn't win against the pirates. Um, but now they at least have some more information on their enemy. Asta and her team decide to bounce because they completed their objective of keeping the bombers from winning the game. And they tell the remaining members that even if they get the card, they'll become targets, which convince more to leave. And it's now just Gon, Kiloa, uh, Biscuit, and Gornaru. And yeah, um, Gornaru still thinks it's like the best plan to get the card as soon as possible um, and Kilua agrees realizing that the whole point of this challenge is to kind of induce infighting getting the card will reduce this chance um, they still because I think the logic is that because you need 15 people to participate um, even if you use clone you'll only get three copies of strip of bleach at the end And so Gonoru says ideally that they'll have 11 members to participate and ask Gonahilua if they have any ideas. And so Gon looks in his handy dandy book and sees that Crollo Lucifer is listed and is, seems to be the strongest. But they think it might be an imposter like a, another Phantom Troop member using his name. Uh, Real quick. Mm -hmm. Um... It is interesting because there are names of people in this book that will become relevant later, and it is cool that they have it foreshadowed here. Ooh, like in later in this arc? In Greed Island. In Greed Island. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Should have paid more attention. <laughs> well, I mean, you could never have picked out who it was. It's just like a random collection of names. Uh... <laughs> I don't think I think any of us can even read it. Oh, uh, yeah, so in 99 they fucking spelled it. I forget if it was in 99 they spelled it out in English or if it was in the Viz localized manga, because I know you're reading fan, uh, fanlations while I'm reading the Viz localized manga. How are you reading that, by the way? Do you have to buy it or something? <laughs> oh! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Patrick, I can find you my legal copy. Yeah, I mean, if you could tell me where to buy it, I'd definitely kick some cash their way to read it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, you know, mm, yeah. yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Gonaru suggests using clairvoyance to confirm if the person um, who's using Crow's name is actually trying to beat the game or not. 
uh, they find out that this person isn't really trying and has only been collecting food and water cards. And so Gon and Kiwa, they kind of get an argument about whether they should um, ask the person why they're here. Um, but Gon's pretty insistent. And so they use uh, a company to find this quote-unquote Krolo, Krolo Lucifer. And they are taken to a very foggy lake where there's a very naked Hisoka. Oh, he's so naked. Yeah, he's straight up. If you thought the shower scene was him very naked, this is like very, very naked. This is, this is like too peak, hot and steamy. Peak creep or peak sexy, depending on uh, who you ask, I think. <laughs> I mean, it can also sexy be both. Creep? Yeah. Yes, both, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So they gone. Um, Kiloa and Hisoka greet each other with a basically a Nen measuring contest, um, and he's a, Hisoka who's still naked. He just keeps on making these like weird fruit metaphors about how Gone and Kiloa are now so much stronger and how they had a great teacher. Uh, he figures it's a yeah. Gonaru, and it's probably Bisky instead, who's just kind of oogling his hot god on the side oh yeah that was kind of weird when it's like it's like shows his, his, his crotch facing forward and they're just looking at it it's like well what the hell yo she is a woman with needs do not shame her <laughs> oh um, no i'm I was, not shamed i'm not i'm I, just saying how weird it was that it's gone and kill just standing there and his like hey what's up yeah that was a bit awkward um i was gonna say real quick point of order uh the guy's name is gorenu but like we can say it however as long as we just acknowledge uh that's uh, like the written pronunciation okay that's good to know yeah no worries um so... it, the reason that it was like quote-unquote oh. obvious to me was because it sounds a lot like hebrew which i had a lot of exposure to growing up uh, anyways so gone he when he still decides to dress himself gone asked to ask him why he's Zachary he why he's Zachary island um Hisoka decides to lie knowing that gone and kilo will probably try to stop the spiders from finding the nun exorcist um instead he tells them that he's looking for Krolo to give him information on how to remove uh Kropika's nun chain and he knows that the some of the spiders are interested in Greed Island, so he is using Krello's name as guess what would basically be bait. And Hisoka Oh yeah, like a hidden message or something. Oh yeah, like a little like, oh look at me. <laughs> Try and find me. <laughs> look at me, it's your boss. <laughs> it's the it's me, the traitor. <laughs> um yeah, that, that is like someone going to like, I don't know, some place with their Bible group or something. And it's just like, oh, Judas is here. Okay. <laughs> uh, or that guy's a party animal. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and so Hisoka is like, did you guys just come here to ask me this? And Gon's like, yeah. Um, but Bisky's like, actually, no, we need some really strong people to help us out. She turns on like the shoujo charm and everything and asks him to join their team. Uh, Hisoka pretty much agrees and everyone else is like, the hell? Um, and she takes them to the side and shows them a very, like a secret Nen message. It almost looked, you know, like Kratz Cadle when you 
cradle when you have the strings, except she created a message out of it um, saying that Hisoka is lying. I forget. Is she, is she an enhancer or what is she? Because like in many ways she has the stereotypical traits of a transmuter, except for how she fights, I guess. Because, like, she's fickle. Her, well, she's, no, she's not fickle. She's just a liar. Her Nen ability is conjuring up a person. Oh, like yeah. A, Jesus a Christ. I don't I know what that means. That. I can't remember if that means it's... Oh, so yeah. she is a transmuter. Okay, yeah. So, like, she conjures up, like, a magical being that um, heals her. We've seen her before, I think. But you get to see her more later on. Um, she doesn't really pull her out too often. <laughs> okay, but no, that would explain her lady. being a liar. yeah. According to, if we're going to take Hisoka's personality test as uh, sacrosanct. The Myers-Briggs Nen uh, test? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I know I mentioned this on the Twitter, but I was listening to an episode of uh, Mobile Suit Breakdown, which is a Gundam podcast, and they did some deep research into the uh, Japanese blood type thing. It turns out it's based on, like, colonial race science from, like, Japan and Taiwan in, like back in the uh colony days it's really bad actually that's not great uh, yeah. uh that sounds problematic yeah they were no. trying to explain why like the native taiwanese fought them so hard and they're just like oh must be race science oh, um just a, just a heads up a lot of colonial japan is extremely problematic uh oh, oh, actually yeah. a lot of japan is problematic a lot of history is problematic <laughs> 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 down to it. um but yeah that's it's fair to call it very problematic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> at the, at the uh... minimum. At the minimum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in slightly less problematic fashion, or I don't know, maybe, uh, Hisoka decides that, hey, we should go to the City of Love or Ai to look for I more numbers. Yeah, I don't. I think. I think. I think him inviting a bunch of kids to a a love city when he just revealed himself to him. I think that's not a good thing. I don't know why they're doing that. Love city is. A... <laughs> it's it's like the love boat except more creepy. I was going with love shack. Love shack. Yeah, I guess it's fair <laughs> enough. And. While they're on their way, Kilowa ask um, Biscuit like, "How can?" Can she tell that Hisoka's lying? Um, she explains that it's actually more of a hunch uh, that he's not telling the truth. And as a liar of 50 years counting, she can spot someone else who's lying. And she thinks that it's best to keep him around just to find out what he's hiding. Uh, meanwhile, Hisoka, I don't know, it's so weird. He just kept on staring at Gon and Kiyo's butts and they get creeped out and make him walk up front. It was weird. <laughs> That that was the weirdest. That's the most. I don't think it's the most, but it's it was pretty damn close to being the most pedo part of Hisoka, which is really gross. I think it's the most pedo part of 2011. In the manga, there was this scene where he definitely just like had this like deck of cards that he had made into a building as his penis. Oh my god! Oh god. That oh, was what? back. In, that was right. like uh, that was in Heaven's Arena. Ah, ah. 
Okay. <laughs> so, yes, this is the most that 2011 ever gets, but it is not the most the manga or 99 ever gets. Oh, Somehow I'm relieved. Like, I'm like, that's a fine edit to edit out, like, I think, right? Like, oh, yeah, normally I'm like, no, the manga is the best version. I'm like, there, I'm like, oh, I'm glad they left this implied. Like, I know his pedophilia is, like, played for a laugh, I think. Uh, right? Like, is it is it supposed to be funny? I think the joke. I think the joke is that he doesn't like them as as like in that sexual. She likes them as the battle. Like he likes the right, the fight but like they give him a lot of sexual energy to channel that, right? On purpose. Yeah. Like they purposely give him like the sexy eyes, the licking tongue thing. I mean, he's supposed to be creepy, but oh uh, yes, lick a tongue, lick a tongue. It is like technically the thing that turns him on is power. It's just because it's directed at literally two kids. It's just like, oof. Yikes. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Because I guess he gets those eyes with like, but like, you know, if it was true power, right, then he'd have eyes like that for Bisky. Like, yeah. immensely. But he kind of does. He's like, ooh, she's strong, right? Like, that's fun, but like I, you know, Bisky like Dragon Ball Z style is suppressing her power level. Okay, so if we're gonna mm. go by that, like he knows she's strong, she just does. He doesn't know the full extent. But I yeah, I do agree. It's kind of an inconsistency because like she is not only the master of two people who he's interested in, but also the pupil of someone who he'd expressed the desire to fight earlier too. Yeah. Hmm. Although he couldn't know her connection to Netero. Right. But still, like, I think Hisoka's strong enough that it is a consistency because he would be able to at least sniff out how... And, like, he mentions how strong she is. It's just, it's interesting that he doesn't get all um, uh, uh, Nala-eyed. Um, Nala-eyed. <laughs> Nala-eyed. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But it just sounds like you're talking about a fabric type. Oh, Nala-eyed. <laughs> So, oh, what's the next point? Okay, so Hisoka seems to know that they need, he knows that they need more than 10 more people for their team. And Garu, he, Gorinu, right? Yep. He mentions how they're hoping to find more people who aren't interested in cards, uh, just like Hisoka. Uh, Bisky, she just observes him um, and is now super convinced that he is hiding something and plays innocent when he notices her um, observing him. And Hisoka asks questions that I find a little bit suspicious, like not knowing anything about the spell that they used to find him. And Kilua also finds that Hisoka's explanations seem very inconsistent, which just raises a lot of red flags. More red flags than usual. That's a, that's a bold thing to say. Yep. That they, yeah. just, that, I mean, there's like, there's more red flags. That's kind of saying something, I mean. Yeah, like I've, this was if they could talk with emojis it would just be red flags all over the place the red flag emoji like you drop red this flag emoji, red flag emoji yeah red flag and sus icons i would kind of like to see a version of hunter hunter where all the text was replaced with emojis and like all the subs too except for when hisoka sends the text message that contains emojis <laughs> and then it's just words it's just an explanation <laughs> uh 
And so the gang arrives at Ai Ai, and it's basically all these rom-com slash dating sim-esque scenarios happening. There's girls tripping, they're losing their glasses, they're running, they're bumping into people, and then running away in very like Sunday-like fashion. And there's even some even getting cornered in alleyways. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say, Patrick? <laughs> I was say they even had the, the, the you know, the, the, the girl with the toast in her mouth. Oh, really? I didn't notice that one. <laughs> yeah, it's the first one that banged, I think he banged into Gone, I think it was. Oh, oh my God. That's too much. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I love this because, like, Hisoka's, like, encouraging them. Like, oh, like, don't you need, doesn't she need help? And Gon's like, yeah, I think she does. <laughs> Or it's like, why Why did you help her? You should have fought with her instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's played this game before. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're going to miss all those routes. Get, You're going to get the neutral end. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Which is arguably, like, the worst ending to almost any game is getting the neutral one. You're like, well, yeah, like, technically they didn't die, but also I don't feel like I'm satisfied That's not getting you to play again. Oh, you're right. Fuck. Yo, any of you guys ever played Castlevania Aria of Sorrow? <laughs> That's my favorite no. Atome game. <laughs> no, the neutral end of that game is, that was the first game I had where I was just <laughs> like, man. Yeah, no, it has like a neutral end. It's just like, I, I don't know, man, the moon looks weird to me. I'm not going to explain what that means, but he's like, the moon looks weird to me, but I'm going to ignore it. And then all the other endings are crazy. Oh. It's, it's, like, it's like, I'll just ignore that. Wait, Patrick, have you played Aria of Sorrow? No, actually, I never played any of the DS Castlevanias. Oh, uh, it's GBA, but, like, it's probably my favorite one. But in that game, like, Dracula is dead, and you're basically fighting a cult that's trying to, like, revive him into this guy who may be, like, a uh, messiah of darkness. And, like, you kill him in the neutral ending, and you're just like, huh, I don't feel any... I mean, I feel like a weird premonition, but everything's kind of normal-ish, and then the moon turns blood red and it just ends. Interesting. I'll have to play those. I actually got the Mister, so I think I might just... Uh... I'm doing a Metroid playthrough for obvious reasons, but oh, once I do that... Oh, of Sorrow is probably my favorite uh, Metroidvania Castlevania. Uh, I really like Circle of the Moon. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not a huge Circle of the Moon fan, but yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we can't all have good taste like me, so I mean, I understand wow. that. All right, all right. Speaking of good taste... Hisoka... Oh, not Hisoka. Kilua. Kiwa, this city is not to his taste. He's very much over it and tells Hisoka that we should go somewhere else. Uh, Hisoka's like, no, but this place is really fun. At least it's not boring. Um, and then it hits Kiloa. He realizes that Hisoka is here because he has already found the Phantom Troop and needs to keep himself from getting bored while waiting for the Nun Exorcist who is already on Greed Island. Uh, Kila decides to keep this information to himself since he knows that Gon is a, a terrible liar and wouldn't would probably give a tell that will let Hisoka know that they know, um, and then Hisoka will leave. And so they leave Ai-Ai, and Gon suggests um, recruiting uh, Tezgera, or at least meet up with him so that they can be um, on his binder list. And Kilua suggests looking at Hisoka's binder in a way so he can confirm his suspicions. 
Um, he asks Hisoka to see it, who actually gives it up without hesitation. And it turns out Tezgara is there. While there are no phantom troops names listed, which totally blows Kilowa's theory. And so Gon and, Kilo and Kilowa go and call Tezgara and kind of like on the side, Hisoka reveals that he's he's no truther. He's a liar. And and use texture surprise <laughs> to secretly switch the names on his binder. Um, and then Gon's group, they use the company, uh, the card to find Tezgara and his team. And that's it. For a second, I was thinking that Drake and Josh meme. So you call me a liar. I ain't calling you a truther. <laughs> That's what I was referring to, because I keep on thinking nice. that when it's just like, oh, you're a liar. You're no truther, man. <laughs> I need to do a Photoshop of that now. <laughs> oh, um, real quick. Interesting linguistics note. While we've been watching uh, 99, they keep on referring to exorcism uh, as Jonen, like J-Y-O-N-E-N. And I just looked it up, and, like, that is literally exorcism in, like, the, I guess, like, Catholic or spiritual context as well. But it's interesting because the Nen character is the same as the Nen in Nen. Interesting. So does that and mean it, that... Does that mean that... It just means to remove, so it's, like, remove Nen. Ah, well, that's straightforward. Oh. It's incredibly straightforward. You know, it's funny, and the, and the fanlation that I'm reading... It actually says Nen Remover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, because that's, like, the literal. Um, and if you if you put Jonen Shi, it says, like, Eliminator, and I'm just like, that's a cool fucking title for an exorcist. The Eliminator? That, the that's Eliminator. my new movie. Yeah, that's the Sensui prequel to Yu Hakusho. Ooh, I'd watch that. All right, so speaking of manga and wanting to read stuff... Here's uh, the, the manga note portion. That was a bad segue. All right, so uh, before they, they talk to the girl about the info on the strip of beach, they talk to some old bag of bones before the girl to get the info on strip of beach. It's like this old decrepit guy that they talk to. And then, uh, and then there's this... And I, every time I hear bag of bones, I think of that image from uh, Aqua Teen, where it's like that, the, the skeleton bride that uh, Shake was given. I don't want to marry that old bag of bones. Bag of bones. <laughs> Hell no, I ain't marrying that bag of bones. What an amazing episode. Uh, that was great. But um, going down further, uh, there's a picture of uh, blah, 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 from the, 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 uh, the spiders. And Suzuku, that's, that's the one. And I guess, I guess there's like a series of images where she's putting on a shirt. And then it says, sorry for the inconvenience. No, I don't get it either. I don't, uh, I don't get that. That's Togashi's self-insert character. He's like this cute little dog. Oh, no, I know that. I just don't know what he's trying to say. What is he forgetting that she's putting on a sweater? I'm not sure what's going on there. I just am really focused on the cute little dog because he's adorable. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like a tease thing, but instead of taking it off, she puts it on. Oh, I guess that works also. Yes, I'm also looking at Shizuku respectfully. I'm looking respectfully. Respectfully. Respect. Hashtag, hashtag respectful looking. Hashtag respect, cue image of the dude from Parasite hitting his head against the wall. Oh, god damn it. Oh I need to read that again. Respect! I need to watch that again. Oh, god. That, that was, that, that, that's when I thought that knew that movie was going off the fucking rails. 
the moment anything happened with the basement was where I was like, this is not the movie I thought it was. God, that movie was so good. I mean, I want to watch let's that keep again. It there. Uh, you guys want to okay. shit on Tommy real quick? He doesn't like that movie. I mean, that's fine. Ugh, damn it. I mean, I love that movie. I love that movie, but I also get why people don't like it. That's cool. Uh, anyways, uh, the next one is uh, a text says, "May God bless the leechers. Death to the spammers." Uh, is this two chan? I, I I don't know. This is in in the manga and the family. I don't know if they did it or Togashi did it, but all I'm thinking is because leechers is the term of people that that do the that I wouldn't know about this because I'd never done it myself. Uh, no, leechers are the ones of these. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I didn't know that the, the because leech, leeches are f- referring to the people that download stuff but don't see it afterwards on peer to peer things. Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't know that because I've never done that before, obviously. Yeah, but, you've you know, always been a cedar. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, I've never done either of those because I don't pirate. I, I support I support official releases. I buy $150 Metroid fusion cartridges. Okay, for for the record, like a lot of like game downloads now are like uh basically torrented out like legally. Well, guys, if you steal a steal a DVD or you steal a car, it's the same thing as stealing a a DVD. You right? wouldn't and, steal and you a... wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't steal would a car, you, right? <laughs> would you download a car though? You wouldn't download a car. I would if That's... I could. <laughs> Actually, 3D printing 3D technology. <laughs> I'm gonna download. I'm gonna pirate a bunch of Warhammer figurines. That's what I'm gonna do. Anyways, besides uh, ripping off Games Workshop, the next uh, part of it is uh, is the translation called their Bisquit, which is what they technically did. It's like gone Bisquit. It's like uh, okay, is that is that is that the is that the ship between gone? And, oh God, never mind. Stop. I'm not. No. <laughs> it's the ship between gone and uh, Bisquick. They just misspelled it. Yeah, I, I love me some. Mm, anyways, Pancakes? going on, going on, going on. Short. Sh- there's a short razor dialogue in the manga afterwards. It seems like it's a little bit. Uh, it seems a little bit. It's a little bit shorter than the anime. Or like, no, it's a short little thing afterwards. Yeah. I don't know if they have this in the anime though. They don't. And then there's a a warning before uh, before the uh, famous Ahsoka scene, which says, "Warning: This chapter contains rampant male nudity. Continue if you like, Bishonen." I don't think this one was in the official release. No, I, I don't. I think they was added by fans to be funny, which it wasn't. Not funny. But uh, and then uh, when they did the recruitment talk with a uh, 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 haircut dude, uh, what's his name? Gareno, that's it. Man, I'm bad with names. When they had the, the discussion talk with the Gareno, it's inside of a restaurant instead of outside of the... What would you say that is? A facility? A gym that they're in? Oh, yeah. The the, the, gang, the, the pirates? What do you, I don't know. I, I say gym. I'll go gym. It's a gym, yeah. It's a yeah, rec center. They're cool rec center teens in the 80s. It's a YMCA. Oh, God. Yeah, they oh, need I was to, about to say. They a need young to men's Christian developer. academy. Yeah. <laughs> Or act. What is the A and Y and C A? Young men's. Yeah, it's Young Men's Association. Christian Association. Association. Yeah. They used to go by the pirate people, but then realized that the name didn't sound as catchy. You can get yourself clean. You can. You hang can out get with nan- all the boys. N- gonna have nan battles. Okay, but uh, yeah. So they just talk in the restaurant, uh, and then they have the best censorship where uh, they covered, they covered uh, Hisoka's, uh thing with a text bubble 
Wait, re- real quick before that, I just want to talk about the part where they're doing the recruitment discussion with Gorenu because it reminds me of <laughs> fucking, um, it reminds me of Mystery Men. Like the part where they're doing the tryout scene oh, for all the like, yeah. <laughs> pretty fake superheroes who like are terrible at their job. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, I know two guys. There's a uh, White Flight and the Black Menace. They work together. And <laughs> so and it's just like, oh, there's the French tickler, and and he's just naming off dudes whose powers suck. Jesus. But yeah, no, now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, oh wow, that actually is kind of funny. Yeah, just imagine that, but like with them playing the song, no more heroes anymore. No more heroes, heroes anymore. Any- yeah, we need a I need to uh I'm gonna do some photoshopping for the next episode. <laughs> it's uh Kilua as the blue Raja. Yeah, pretty much. God. Man, I want to watch that movie again. Netero is the, the Sphinx. So goddammit. <laughs> we'll, we'll get that sorted. But uh, yep, uh, continuing with the notes, there's more censorship with the text bubble. Apparently his belly button is speaking in the next one. Yo, that first one makes it look like Hisoka isn't packing. Ooh, yeah. I mean, Or he's, y- using, he's using something with the uh, properties of both rubber and gum to oh fold god. it back. Oh my god. Gum, gum, no. But uh, anyways, uh, I mean, it could just be maybe he has long anime legs and his uh, his nether regions start higher up in his body. I'm pretty a, sure that's the that's the the anime leg uh, anatomy, right? A grower, not a shower. That's what it's called. Yeah, that's that's how he also refers to. That's uh, oh also how he refers to bungee gum. Bungee gum, the taxi. Oh god! Imagine he's he's in the bedroom. He whispers to his lover, "You know, I can. Ch- my, I have the nen that it gives me the ability of rubber and gum at the same time." Like, I thought of so many things, but let's never go there. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know what this this last one is. It's another attempt to draw without looking. It's a. Uh, Yama Yama Inu. I don't remember. His name this. is translated as Mad Dog. He was one of the uh, dudes in um, the Shadow Beast. Oh, fair enough. But Yama Inu literally means Mountain Dog. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's an expression in Japanese that is like tantamount to like the idea of a wild dog. Oh, see the one that bit that bit. What's his name? Yeah. Oh, there we go. He looks a bit different. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, he well, drew he, without he, reference, and maybe this is what he wanted him to look like, like real freaky shit, but he's like, I'm not drawing this every fucking frame. That's, that looks like some uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, the guy that did the 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 holes? I, I don't think it looks like Junji Ito. I mean, Junji I think Ito. the victim does, but I don't think um, the way uh, Yama Inu's drawn does. Yeah, maybe the, it's just part of the victims give me the, the vibes. All right, so let's go into the 99 notes, the actual real ones that I didn't write. So Yeah, this time it was me. Man, so little fucking happened this time. But basically, when Team Asta leaves, they don't explain. They just throw up the peace sign and fly off. And I'm like, all right. And then in this version, Gorenu explains his power when they're in the like uh, scene where they're just talking about recruiting dudes. Like He says it now as opposed to later. That's it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Glad the anime notes are the the ninety nine is worth the money. Hopefully, no one bought DVDs of that. Yeah, almost as if that was the only way to watch it for a long time. <laughs> Oof! Sucks for people that paid money for that. Yeah. Anyways, and now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. Hello. 
my name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm inviting you to listen to Our Three Cents, a weekly podcast where myself and two of my very best gaming chums are counting down our top 100 favourite video games of all time. For all the episodes and information, check out our website, www.our3cents.co.uk. Matt, I've got a great idea for a podcast. You and me, we watch movies, right? And some of them are kind of bad, and so we make fun of them. But maybe some of them are good. Chris... That's a great idea. Let's do it. And eat snacks. Movie Fighters, an original idea on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hey, welcome back to episode 69. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Called A Heated Showdown, otherwise Taiketsu de Neketsu, or Nice, 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 Nice. I think it's Naisu in Japanese. Naisu. Naisu, Naisu. Oh, so fun story. Uh, I don't know the literal meaning of neketsu. Uh, Megan, do you actually? Because like I know an anecdote about it, but I'm wondering if you know That's the literal meaning. better than me. Uh, just, just an FYI, while I did live in Japan, I basically failed Japanese as a subject. Uh, <laughs> so... The truth comes out. Keep, keep that in mind. Um, yeah, so actually, I don't know. Um, so what's the antidote? Uh, so have you guys ever heard of Crash and the Boys, aka River City Ransom? Yeah, is that really the name of it in Japan? Yeah, it's like Niketsu Kunyokun. So like basically hot-blooded Kunyokun. I kind of want to play River City Girls. That one looked pretty fun. I also want to play River City Girls. There's now a sequel to it. Um, for anyone who doesn't Damn. know, Kunyokun is like one of the early uh, beat 'em ups and like multi genre stars of video games. So like if you ever played Super Dodgeball uh, in Japan, that was like Niketsu something something Dodgeball. And oh, actually, I really wouldn't be surprised if the style of Dodgeball as it exists in here. Okay, I we were supposed to look up the history of Dodgeball and we just didn't. But um, the fact that in so many different Japanese things, dodgeball is portrayed in with this rule set is interesting to me. And I'm kind of wondering where this rule set began. The reason this is relevant is because the Neketsu Kunyokun dodgeball game had this rule set. Hey, Joe, do you know what time it is? Dodgeball. Dodgeball time. Anyways. Uh, so, you know, episode 69 of 2011. Nice, nice, nice was originally released in Japan on March 3rd, 2013, a.k.a. 42069. Uh, the equivalent manga chapters are 160 through 163, a.k.a. 169 through 169, which were released in Japan on October 28th, 2002, 10 uh, The equivalent 1999 apps are 83, 84, 85, 69 through 69, which were released in Japan on March 7th, 2004, 42069. Wow, you went back in time. Also, have you guys watched... Uh... Dodgeball. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Just, just. I don't know. I just like that movie. All right. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to tell us, like, yeah, in an alternate version of the script, they use the Japanese rules. Or it, an alternate script it was all sixty nines. All sixty nines. Yeah. Time. It was uh, very accurate. I don't know how they did that. <laughs> Wait, is it is it in freaking um the water boy where oh no no no! i was gonna say we're like the quarterback chance 69 then i realized no he just says needle dick over and over again <laughs> oh my god joe <laughs> no i was like was it like 69 69 it was like needle dick needle dick jesus um, anyways hannah take it away wait if you chant needle dick three times do you summon 
yeah, Needle Dick shows up. It's mm -hmm. very weird. Okay, thank you. I'm so sorry, Hannah. Isn't that a Game of Thrones character? <laughs> oh, that's okay. Then everything oh 69. <laughs> <laughs> everything 69. So, okay, now let's get ready. <laughs> um, Golden Pals, they managed to re recruit Tuscara and his team. So there's a total of nine people, not 69, just nine, just to clarify. It's 69 minus 60. Yeah, 69 minus 60. The rest um, will have will be have to be players who don't care about cards and only want to return to the real world. Winning will depend on the nine of them, 69 minus nine, specifically Tezgara and his crew. <laughs> you just said 60, basically. Yeah, you said 69 minus 9. <laughs> <laughs> they, they used a bunch of clones. Wow. They used Shadow math. Clone or Jitsu. Math. <laughs> what is math? I don't know. <laughs> Kilo <laughs> asked to see um, their rent to decide if they really need them. I guess, can they even afford to be picky right now? Uh, I don't know. Um, has standards, I guess. Tuskera and his team passes, even with Kilwa and Gon outclassing him in jumping super high. Um, Gorenu um, gives, gives Tuskera a list of possible sports they'll compete in based on their previous matches with Razor and his pirates. Then they also have some bad news. Genthru's gang has already collected 97 cards and is our only missing strip of beach in wild luck at alexandrite um so fast forward one week later gon's new team is ready to take on razor and his crew they easily win matches using what they've learned from last time to their advantage um razor realizes that they're mainly gon kilowa hisoka biscuit Tezgara and Gorinu um, are stronger and more interesting than the last team. Um, he, Razor tells his team to toss their matches if they want, um, since he can take it from here. All right. Um, it's again very game master. Yeah. So. It'd be really funny if it if it turned out that uh, that they won it, but then they lost enough of them. It's like, oh well, you got to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> um, so, Bopopo isn't having it since he still wants his revenge against Kilua. Um, tries to convince other the other pirates to join him in taking Razor down and to get off the island. But then his head gets blown up by a Nen dodge dodgeball from Razor, who has like a no tolerant pol tolerance policy for breaking the rules. So, yeah, break the rule. Your head gets blown up. So. I thought you were going to rhyme. Um, break the rules. And your head. Get, get decapitated, Get fool. decapitated and drawn. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> if you lose the game, you should lose your head in real life. Yeah. Nice head. I think I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Wooly. Um, so, um... The filler guys get reasonably freaked out and they want out, but Tezgara and Gorenu reassure them that they don't have to fight Razor since they um, are welcome to forfeit 
if the main nine can't get eight wins. Note how Razor has a crazy strong aura and how he is probably a game master. So, since Bobopo is dead, Razor gives the sumo match win to Gon's team. So there's a total of four, to four wins now for Gon's team. But then announces that the next match will be an 8-on-8 dodgeball match with the winning team getting an automatic 8 wins. So that's like one win per person, technically. So, um, yeah. Razor's team is him and seven men formed um 14 devils oh, so many numbers <laughs> meanwhile yeah there's seven there's 14 there's 69 69 60. minus 60 <laughs> meanwhile the filler members on gone's team freak out and they actually bounce leaving only six players gone asks if they can just play with six on the field but razor doesn't budge um so frustrated gone says it's pointless to argue with an npc but still asks razor it, what bobopo did to deserve death it turns out bobopo was actually a piece of shit and um greed island actually takes place in the real world it's not a vr but ar Actual reality ARG. We're all in an ARG. <laughs> you die in real life. You die in real life. Yeah, you die. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man. Oh damn! Is is that the same as uh, people are people die when they're killed? Yeah, it's, it's up there. People so die, die when they're killed. You get killed if you get killed. You die. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, revealing this info to the players who think it is a VR is actually taboo which um so, which is why bopopo got exec executed by the game master razor an actual real life human who was one of the og creators of great island everyone's super shook since they never even considered the possibility of this being all real uh mongon asks if jing is on great island Razor realizes that he's Jing's son and tells him that his old man said not to go easy on him. Great yeah. dad material. <laughs> so um, one thing that I thought was interesting was that how not even Bisky realized that maybe this isn't a game. Maybe it is taking real life. But right. going new and Tuscara seemed like they knew. Oh. So I don't know if you guys picked up the same thing. I didn't notice that, but that makes sense. Also, this continues the long trend of fucking Sezgera not telling vital information to people who are literally working for his boss. That's true. I mean, it was yeah. kind of narration in his mind. He didn't really voice it out to the last minute. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Remy of Say the X was pointing out, like, Sezgera is so bad at his job. How is he a one-star hunter? And I'm, like, having a really hard time refuting that. I'm like, you know, he's pretty right, really. I mean, to be fair, how are 90% yeah. of the people in this game hunters? Oh yeah. yeah, like the people like, who are like, yeah. I don't, I can't do shit for yeah. some reason. Like, I'm so sad, I can't even figure out how to go home. Like, how'd you fucking pass the hunter exam? How'd okay, Megan, that's called depression. Oh. So. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Yikes. But yeah, I don't, like, I'm still surprised, like, like, oh, you need to be excellent 
To be fair, though, it was it, the only person that was trying people out was uh, Tez Guerra and his team. Well, everyone else was, I mean, they could, like, like I said, the game is free as long as you know Nen, but you don't necessarily need to know the best Nen to use it. You just need to have enough to activate it. So, and yeah. I, I guess they might be using hunters in a different way, because, like, remember, the people who work for the mob but are not, like, members of the Hunter Association are also considered hunters, but they have, like, a different name, like, Temporary Hunter or something like that. And I wonder if that's what half these dudes are. Like, people who were able to learn Nen enough to use Hatsu, but, like, have no training. Right. That's probably what the, ca the, the case is in that regards. It's just, uh, but I'm, yeah, it's just kind of weird that, that, we, that I know what you mean. Like, I mean, like I said, they could just been, like, the, the millionaire kids like Jake Paul that got a copy of, Hunt, of Greed Island and just went there and died. <laughs> Oh my god, I would be so down for the Pauls to go to Green Island. <laughs> oh god. Oh, and just man. leave them there. The homicide forest. Watch out. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> the oh, Nen Beast Forest. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, so um to kind of balance things out, Gorenu creates his own Nen Gorilla clones. So they have now eight players for the match. Razor explains the rules of the game. The game starts with seven players per team on the court and one out. The team with zero players on the court loses. Any player who gets the ball in, who who gets with the ball in court is out. Um, you can can say back to bring one player inside the court again. Only one player can return using this. Um, outside players can hit inside players to get them out. Um, if the ball lands outside the court without any players being there, the opposing team gets the ball. There's a cushion rule. If um, the ball hits player A and ricochets to hit player B on the same team, then both are out. But if the player B catches the ball, then player A is safe. If the ball hits player A and ricochets to hit player C on the opposite team before hitting the floor, only player C is out and player A is safe. If player C catches the ball, then player A is out. Um, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge an end ball. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I got a question. What happens if you throw it and it goes into the basketball hoop? Does your entire team come back in? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, the Space Jam theme starts playing. <laughs> okay, but for real, I'd be curious very succinctly, what were the dodgeball rules you guys played with growing up, like, in gym? Um, I want to say, like, if you caught... One of them kind of checks out, if you caught the ball, you're safe, but I don't know about the rule if it bounces off one person on your team and you catch it, if... You're both safe. I don't. I don't know. I don't recall. I feel like that's made up. I think those that are the was rules legal I, for my rules. I played those rules too. Mm -hmm. um, but you guys played with like there were multiple balls in play at once, right? Yes. Yeah. There yeah. I think that's a very American thing. Yeah. Oh. It was like everyone had a ball basically, <laughs> and just so chucking at each other. 
So I grew up in a generation where we played the Nerf balls, right? Like the they're pretty heavy. You grew up in a generation, Megan. I grew up in a generation. Yes. I don't know because like I didn't think about it, but like when I watched the movie Dodgeball, they play with the the red rubber balls, right? I never got to play with those. Like they never let us. Oh, seriously? Unless it was handball, yeah. Like we didn't play we didn't play dodgeball with those. We played dodgeball with the Nerf balls. I grew up in California too. I don't know if that makes any difference. Mm. Um, and I'm for reference, I'm 26, so. We didn't we didn't play with the red dodgeballs. I mean, if we wanted to throw basketballs at each other at recess, we could. But like <laughs> as a PE sanctioned sport, we played um with the the nerf, like the the handball, like the I don't know, they were the size of I yeah, I don't know how big the handballs were, but like you could hold them in one hand as a nerf ball and like throw them. They're a little they're kind of small, but they were like fun, I guess. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes you um, could stick yeah. your finger in it and like sling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think those were called gator balls for me. And like we played those like when we were like not serious about it, and then we played with like the red rubber balls when we were serious. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys have gender segregated PE? Uh, only when we did no? sex ed. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't in California, right? It was it was co-ed. When I moved out to Arizona at um, a Catholic school. They gender segregated our PE class and I thought it was the weirdest, most sexist thing ever. <laughs> did, we, did that happen with us, Sarah? I, I'm trying to remember, honestly. I don't... I don't know, maybe? This was middle school, like middle school elementary, mm. but I went to Catholic school too, but... Well, we Sarah I, and I did too. We're trying to recall. Yeah. We blocked I, it out. That's fair. <laughs> because like the only reason I think I remember is because I was so shocked. It was like such a culture shock for me to be like, so you won't let me play boy sport, like the sports on boys teams if there's no yeah. girls teams, and you won't let me play any sports with the boys? Like why? And Oof. they're like, oh, it's because the boys are too serious. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah. I looked this up and the Wikipedia in English of dodgeball very clearly states rules that no one fucking used. They're like, oh yeah, here's the uh, international rules that no one used in PE. And then the Japanese Wikipedia is much longer and has incredibly detailed rules. And then for the list of cultural uh, references has a giant section for Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, um, did you guys not have the dodgeball cannon? <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's a C-Lab 2021 reference. Um, also, I thought it was an East Coast thing for a second. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah East Coast, dodgeball cannon, baby. <laughs> dodgeball. Um, but I was going to say, yeah. a list of similar games on the English one says, in China, a variation of a game called Du Sha Bao, which instead of a ball, the game is played with a small round sandbag, which is known as Sha Bao, which to my knowledge, I think Sha means... Uh, sand and bow means envelope or package or bag so oh, it's just fun. literally like y'all want to play sandbag and just throw sandbags <laughs> oh, at each God. other those would I hurt like, i mean I feel those like, like yes. siblings would do yeah Hannah so, and sarah did you just like throw sandbags at each yeah, other instead of, instead of playing the you know like the what's the, the game cornhole instead oh. of doing that i just throw it at them because like i'm so mad at you and i can't aim well but you're a bigger target so here you go <laughs> Jesus. No, I actually um, did not do that. <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa. Uh, so growing up, I played another variation of dodgeball that like looking it up, turns out it's from the States, but my mom played this with me and my brother. It, like my family would do this. We're one person. Well, no, actually, no, this variation is not from the States. Now that I think about it. But um, one person would stand in the middle and then there would be one ball and everyone on the outside of a circle would try throwing at the person in the middle and you would just see how long the person would last and you would win if you like had the highest number of uh, throws before you got hit. Interesting. Huh. 
Um, one last thing about <laughs> about sandbag. Um, so were you guys like bored in recess as kids and made up new games? Yeah, yeah, enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, before you say your game, I'll tell you guys mine really quick. It's Please. we chucked basketballs as hard as we could at each other. Um, it wasn't dodgeball. We just did because we didn't have a hoop. Is this to a play game? basketball? I don't know. We were just throwing it at each other. <laughs> you like throw them against the wall until you could hit them as hard as you can. I don't know. You know, it's I don't not violate much children. Okay, yeah. what was your, what was yours, Joe? <laughs> Uh, Patrick, you go first, because I have three games that I invented that were all... Well, no, two games I invented, and then one game that I was part of the invention of. I don't remember how exactly what happened, but we were playing basketball, and we wanted to do a new game. And for some reason, I can't remember what exactly what the game says at the end. Somebody, uh, one of My friend hit his cousin over the head with a 2 by 4 and made him bleed. <laughs> that's, that's really all I remember. I don't remember how he got from basketball to beating him with a two by four i think some wrestling thing was involved but that makes sense <laughs> like patrick i think how you and me played basketball similarly like it wasn't about yeah. making hoops it's about oh yeah you're playing street ball right that just means punch people i think that's yeah. what we were trying to do no i you remember on an earlier ball. episode you said that yeah okay okay cool 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 <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know it was weird my it, it wasn't even me it was my friend my friend his cousin i don't know what the hell that was about so so my three games, um, earlier when they were talking about the juggling a soccer ball thing, I wanted to mention this, but I think now's a more appropriate time. Uh, me and some friends made a game called Irish Jig Fighting. This was the height of river dance. And um, you would just do what looked like an Irish jig because we had done like a PE class on Irish jig dancing at some point. And then you would just try to, oh, Irish jig fighting was it. You would just try to step on the other person's foot while keeping your feet moving. <laughs> And so this was just us going around a basketball court overgrown with plants because no one cared about our fucking school. And we're just trying to stomp on each other's foot as hard as possible. And we would just do this for the entirety of recess. Um, Joe, okay. I know you're a little, you're more aged than the rest of us. Was there a height of river dancing? That's a thing? In the 90s, yeah. What the It's a dark time. It's a dark time. I. It was bigger I, on the East Coast for sure. No, it's also an East Coast thing. Cannons and, and river. See, Hannah's here. Did you know this? No. Okay, <laughs> cool. River dancing. I, yeah, it was advertised as shit on like TV as far west as Ohio because it was like, come to New York, go to watch river dance. Yeah, no. God, river dancing was a mistake. Yeah, no, that and cats. I still got ads for cats in Ohio. It was like, come to Broadway. <laughs> to be fair, it's a that seven cat- hour drive. To be fair, that CAX iteration looked really good. I do remember seeing those ads in Jersey, though, for cats. But that one looked kind of interesting. The new one, Jesus Christ. You guys know how the first my first exposure to cats was actually through School of Rock? Um, I've never seen School of Rock. So Miranda Cosgrove, uh, iCarly, the new season's out somewhere on Paramount or whatever, which I'm not watching because... Uh, I refuse to buy another subscription service, but yeah. oh, okay. I was like, "Is there so? Is she canceled?" I was no. like, "What happened?" No, no, no. Dan Schneider might be, uh, but oh, I don't yeah, think he is, is. Is Dan um, Schneider involved in this? No, I don't think so. He was involved oh, okay, in obviously okay. the original creation. It's just I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I was really, gonna say okay, check, anyway. check for check for feats. If they start showing feet, you know who's involved. Yeah, <laughs> underage children's feet. Ooh. Um, so oh, Ahsoka? huh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka? Is Dan Schneider just Ahsoka? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I just really like power. Dan, Dan Soka. Um, oh, no. Okay, well, he's a creep. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, but her character, Miranda Cosgrove's character, who's a 
think name is Megan. Oh, no, that wasn't Drake and Josh. Anyway, um, how do I know all this? She sings Memories, which is, I think, from the Cats movie. Yeah, she did. And, <laughs> like, um, Jack Black's character was like, yeah, you're going to be me in a jury. Oh, good movie. Great Classic. Movie. Wait, Joe, why haven't you seen why haven't do, I what? Do you, oh, why haven't I seen School it? Rock? Yeah. Uh, I was just I'm I'm old. Right. You're right, not right, that right. old. It's not that. Yo, much literally, older that movie came you. out when we were both we were both in like junior junior high and high school. So I I'm surprised you didn't see it at all. I mean, I probably would have been on the later end of high school, and then it was a movie about like middle school kids. I was nine when it came out, and oh, the if movie you were was nine, about oh. nine year olds. So. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I was definitely like, this is a child children's movie when I'm like in high school. Which like, yes, that's not as big of a difference as we all thought at the time. But in high school, you would definitely not watch it. Mm. I don't yeah, know. It wasn't really much of a kids movie. It's more like a like a comedy. Well, it's definitely like, I I think it appeals to kids yeah. or appeals to adults too. But I think it is a kids movie. It's it's basically like young kids and adults, and then kind of skips everyone in between. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're um, like a huge uh, Joan Crawford or fan. no, uh, <laughs> Joan Cusack fan. Joan nice. Cusack. Yeah. Oh, Joan uh, Cusack. Okay. Oh. So, the, the, two, a couple more things. I just looked up one of the other related games on the dodgeball article. It's a traditional Dutch game called Tussen Tuivuren, which means like between two fires. And actually, looking at it, it looks a lot more like Japanese dodgeball. Because it's played with one ball, and there are people on the outsides on the opposite end, but they are only one person on the opposite end as opposed to three. Hmm. So that might be the basis, especially because Japan managed its trade with the outside world through Dutch people up until the Meiji Restoration. So I'm wondering now. I'd kind of like to look this up, but not right now on air. So the two other games we made... Uh, the one, uh, one of the more relevant ones was... Uh, no, this one's not relevant, but we played a game called Ogre Ball where we took a basketball and we were in a cul-de-sac and we just hit the ball with... We all had baseballs and we're... Uh, we all had baseball bats and we're just hitting it and trying to score it in a goal. And uh, I have no idea how none of us are all... We're not fucking dead, basically. We were just swinging baseball bats around trying to hit a ball against each other. Uh, uh, young people's bodies are quite resilient, to be honest. Yeah, but we also just instate a rule like any stick you bring is fine. So people started bringing hockey sticks. Someone brought a lacrosse stick one time. I brought like a scream of sticks. Another person just went into my backyard and found a log. And like, I don't know how we're not dead. That's all. <laughs> um, and the last thing, we made another game called uh, Tape Ball where we just took a like large rock and covered it in duct tape and just like played handball with it. Again, I don't know how we're all not dead. And it sounds like I grew up in the 50s. I mean, to be honest, Jersey, Jersey in the 90s kind of looked like it was in the 50s still. This was in Ohio. So uh, maybe the 1850s. Let's go. Yeah, but no, everything else. I remember like all the houses I lived in were all 80s based anyways. Like my grandparents still had the wood paneling in their house. So Oh, yeah. All my friends still had wood paneling. The only reason I didn't was because our house was like new. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. Um. So... Um, we have, we, sorry, um, the match begins with Razor giving Gon, Gon's team the first shot. Kilua taps it towards Gorenu, um, who, ha who hits two of the Razor Devils. 
He tries to hit Razor with a Nen Ball, but Razor catches it with one hand and throws it back with even more Nen power. Um, not wanting his head to explode like Bulbabos, Gorinu switches places with one of his Nen Gorillas and is now outside of the court. Um, since the switch was done with Nen, it doesn't break the rules, but back must be used to get Gorinu back inside the court. Um, Razor and his devils pass the ball amongst each other at super speed, trapping Gon's team within. They hit um, Tezgaru first, Tezgaru first, um, who survives by fo- due to focusing his aura in his back. He refuses first aid from the pirates and decides to sit out, noting that he should be stronger than Gon and Kilua, but they got him beat on basics like agility and reflexes. Um, the game resumes with um, Isoka taking the ball and hitting another devil with his bungee gum without giving up the ball. Kiwa asks the ref if what if the last player is hit but calls back at the same time, which a ref says that isn't allowed since there be zero players on the court. But um, they can call back an outside player to take the spot. Um, with this info, Isoka and Kilua come up with a plan to leave um, Razor for last. Um, Hisoka throws the ball at Devil 6 and 7 to get them out, but they merge to make 13. Wow, addition. Never thought I'd be learning it. <laughs> Yo, you know what happens if you multiply that one by itself and then subtract 100? What? 69. <laughs> I wanted to take you to come up with that math. Like on the did you just do that? Oh no, I just remember again? the uh squares off the top of my head. Oh, oh. wow. That's good. Joe the math guy. <laughs> um, Joe Spear the math guy. Joe, 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 Joe. Joe. <laughs> so. Inertia is a property of matter. <laughs> Joe, so then, Joe, Joe. No, Joe, Joe. Let's be honest. It's it's gonna be more like your things. Like, did you know that in 1995 they actually released a, a port of Castlevania on Game Boy? But the Game Boy version actually is based off this old game. And blah 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 blah. Did you know that in 1973 the U.S. government overthrew the democratically elected government of Chile? Oh my God. Did you know? Did you know that? Uh, uh, what's his name? Real, killed real, his girlfriend. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Ferris Bueller. Oh, fuck, yeah, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, go on. <laughs> go on. Anyways, anyways. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, Devil's... Uh, uh, now the Devil 13, as I'll call it, um, catches the ball. Um, now, and the other team realizes that the new Devil is too strong, so Hisoka lets go of the ball. Um, it's now Razor's time to throw, so Gon and Kilua use Ken. Ken? Um, to make sure that they don't die. Razor throws at Gon, who then uses Ko to guard his arms and head. His legs don't brace hard enough, though, and he gets knocked out. He's hurt, but he's all fired up to get back and catch the ball. And yeah, that's the first part of this exhilarating dodgeball match. I have a interesting comment about what says Gara says, but I think we can wait till after the manga and 99 notes. Okay. Yeah. So on to the manga. All right. So uh, basically, and the, one of the differences of the manga notes is that there's more discussion on the sports they'll play in the manga, 
in the manga versus the anime. So they go say, yeah, Kill will do the sumo. Uh, the uh, I think uh, Hizoku will do the the juggling, the soccer ball juggling. And I'm guessing they took that out mostly because uh, it was useless. Because they he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you. Just I'm just do the dodgeball. So I think they thought it'd be too much of a tease and just took that out. I believe so. Um, yeah. Bopobo uh, seemed to die way faster in the manga versus the anime. Maybe that was just me. Did you feel the same way that you feel like he died like almost instantaneously versus what happened? Yeah, like he basically just starts talking and the Razor's like, you're fucking murdered. Yeah. Yeah, and then he has his little eyeball popping out. That's kind of weird. He looks like um, Tarukane. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this weird... Uh, there's this... I mean, are these cards? I think yeah, the, these are the cards. numbers. Yeah, pregnancy stone. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, the pregnancy stone is the reason that people think that Gon might not have a mother. Interesting. Oh, Wait, if wow. you carry around, if they carry around this three kilogram stone with you for for months without letting go. A week after you accomplish this, regardless of gender, you will become pregnant. Oh God, there are <laughs> there are, there are two variants: boy stone and girl stone. Hold the stone of the gender you want the child to be. Uh, does that mean uh, that Gon came out his... I mean, they could do a cesarean section, which would make more sense, I guess. Um, yeah. like, you know, in this thing that doesn't make any sense. Yikes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of different cards. Uh, I think it's kind of cool to have like each of these that we don't really hear about at all. Like, I don't think we... I think the only one we really, really hear about is Risky Dice out of all these. I don't... Like, you hear about number these. two because they're just saying it with the like they read it differently, but that's uh that's strip of beach. Yeah, but yeah, most of these cards are not mentioned or shown in the anime at all, so doesn't matter. The only one really is risky dice and strip of beach that's really talked about. Yeah, I'm looking through and seeing if there's any others, but uh, it looks like you're basically oh, angel's breath is discussed later. Okay, angel's breath. Yeah, so that's three of them. Um, if there's a <laughs> skeleton glasses, it's just, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. That just makes me laugh really hard. Did you know that there's a skeleton inside of the glasses? No, you just pick it up and there's a skeleton dancing inside of the glasses, like in Google, with Google Glass. <laughs> I hope that's it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Oh, God. Hello, my baby. Hello. Michigan J Skull. Oh god damn. Um anyways, so Let's for go on 99 the 99 notes, notes. Yeah. So I was watching at two times speed because I was just so fucking done with it and I was on a plane and my phone was gonna die. Uh the boxing match still felt very slow at two times speed. So if you ever want to watch the worst version of the boxing match, come watch ninety-nine. Or watch Jake uh, Paul voice uh fight Floyd Mayweather. Yep. So in this version, the bowling is shown using giant pins and one of Tezgera's men basically uses the Rasengan in the bowling ball in order to get it to explode. Um, it's cool. It's unnecessary, but it's cool. Here, Gorenu's white gorilla dies bloodlessly after its head gets like impacted rather than exploded, and then it pixelates to death like a Digimon. You know, like how every time a Digimon dies, they're like, we don't really die. We just turned into data. That's <laughs> my great, you know, rookie-level Digimon impression. Yeah, I, th I thought they just became eggs and went to the to the Digimon nursery. That can happen, but like I think when Anjuman, oh yeah, yeah, when Anjuman fucking dissolved and he's like, I am not really dying, TK. <laughs> oh well, I mean, the, also the worm. Uh, what's his name? The worm one died, and he went to the nursery though. 
you, you know who deserves not to ever come back? Fucking Puppet Mon. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, so Gon takes a second to recover from taking the ball with Ko for dramatic effect, but they like really drag it out. He's like not speaking and he looks knocked out and then gets up, but they really drag it out. And that's it. What did you guys think about this uh, set of episodes? I um I think the thing Tetsgera said about like that as a fighter, he is better than them, but like his fundamentals are like shot compared to them. I think that's legit because like you see that with a lot of like old MMA fighters who like are able to get wins over much more athletic people because they know quote unquote veterans tricks, but like they, you know, obviously uh, the, their prime has passed them physically. And I wonder if that's part of it. And also said Tezguera doesn't seem to like train as much as he should. Well, Tezguera said that he, he basically, he basically just didn't practice in the fundamentals and he's going to start his training over again. So yeah. I don't think it's that he peaked. It's just that he, he uh, he uh, didn't work on the fundamentals, and he now he has to go back to them. I wouldn't be surprised if it's both, but I think, yes, the one that's su- supported by the text is what you're saying. Um, I feel like it's kind of like a Joseph Joestar scenario where, like, you know, he, like, really got by on his brains and tactics more than, like, his fundamentals and therefore let his fundamentals kind of deteriorate. Well, even to be fair in Joseph Joestar's, he worked on his, his fundamentals in the uh, during that trading session with Lisa Lisa. Yeah, he and did that's once, he, but he didn't keep them up, is what I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Towards for, for part three, I agree with with Joseph, but for part yeah. two, yeah, he was in his prime in that part. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting idea, and like I think you'll see similar things with other people later, but like it is, I I think something I noticed and something I pointed out in the Instagram uh, post of this is like I think Togashi really cares about fundamentals of like anything. And that mm-hmm. might explain why he's so fucking crazy about doing all his own shit when doing manga. And like, I think there is something good to this. Like if it is something healthy, like say if you're doing like a physical activity, but if you are drawing and not willing to use assistance, like you're going to burn yourself out as has kind of happened. Yeah. I, I can see that. Cause I think it's one of those things yeah. where as people, they work on something and they become more familiar with it. A lot of people tend to adopt the philosophy of work smarter, not harder. So having those shortcuts that work, that get the end result, but then the basic steps um, are unpracticed. They're not so like Tiscara, he doesn't have the fundamentals down anymore. And he realizes he has to go back to step one in order to improve. I feel like that's really common in any type of profession or any type of skill that people pick up. For sure. Yeah, I I, th- I like that this is like a more complicated view of like youth versus experience because like oftentimes they're portrayed as like just head on opposites, but more like I do like the idea of like it being a question of life phases and the practicality of it and like the re-embracing like a devotion to fundamentals in addition to your greater knowledge. Like I think that's like a really cool thing to take out of this. But, like, what did you guys think of it uh, otherwise? Um, thinking about it, I think the Game Master thing may not be coincidental anymore because, like, yeah, they refer to Razor and the other people who made Greed Island as Game Masters, which they also call Amanuma, etc. And as we'll see when we eventually get to level E, every work of Togashi's, every major work of Togashi's has included some part about someone making a video game for people to go through. 
Hey, big if true, what if, what if uh, one of the Game Masters was the Game Master? That'd be kind of cool, but I don't think we end up meeting someone like that. Fair enough. So I've been really into 99 to this point. I am now waiting for it to be fucking done. It's just, you're just waiting. It's almost done, dude. You got a little bit left and you're good. Yeah, the ending of it will be cool because it does something that the manga does that like 2011 doesn't do as much. Um, so I might encourage you guys to watch just that one episode at some point. But like, yeah, otherwise I'm just waiting for 99 to be done. Fair enough. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope we get through that, and then you can we can get rid of those notes, and I don't have to make anything up ever again. So, uh, how about the rest of you guys? Like, what are you thinking at this point in the series? Uh, I, I it's been a pretty fun I, ride <laughs> so far. I really like it. Um, yeah, I think I did not expect like the whole kind of mini matches and how the this part of the arc is going uh with like the pirates um i think it is fun it's a good way to expand the cast a little bit with characters and also bring hisoka back in a way that i wasn't uh anticipating i like having it, it's like a good setup to have him gone and kilua work together um, cause otherwise it's like, I couldn't imagine why else they would team up. Oh yeah. No, I, I think that's a good point. It, it does like make his character more interesting and deeper. But yeah, I thought it was pretty um, good two episodes. Um, Megan, I... what are you thinking? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Thought you were done. Oh no. Um, Go ahead. I found it really interesting the twist with it being real life, and it I, I, I can now like looking back and rewatching this um, season again, it makes sense. Like, um, kind of like anything else with the world with this world, nothing is like it seems. So, like, I mean, it's kind of sus in general that you had to use men inside a video game and stuff like that. So there must be something up with the video game itself other than that you just die in it. So yeah. it actually makes more sense that it's just real life. I don't know. Kind of, I still don't, I think they reveal it at some point. But like for now, I don't remember how it is still real life while they like jumped inside a video game cartridge. Like that's, that's kind of... I still don't understand it, but I don't know. It's fun. It makes it even more dire, and it adds a little more logic to, like, the aspect of dying and all that kind of stuff in the, with Greed Island, so, yeah. For sure. I think um, they've already kind of shown it with uh, Razor uh, ejecting people, but basically, yeah. like, everyone's teleported in and out of the game by Razor. Oh, uh, yeah. That makes and, like, so he's, like, a ludicrously powerful emitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is interesting that, like, even during this, he's also still in the background, just like, and I, yeah, I'm going to teleport people while this is happening. Fuck it. <laughs> so is yeah. it, is it, do they explain if, like, he literally like, sits at his desk and be like, oh, 
he's leaving now. I gotta gotta go teleport him out. Or is it like some like automatic thing that he's? I'm up guessing it's automatic. And I'm guessing it has extreme conditions, and that's why people have to fight that fairy master dude or get a leave card because otherwise it would be such a drain on him to do it like proactively every time. So it's probably automatic and like full of conditions that other players have to do. Okay, makes sense. But even still, that's like a ludicrous. It's it's really cool seeing like a game be set up using magic effectively, and like it is interesting to think about like if Miluki did learn Nen at some point with his knowledge of like programming and stuff, like the weird shit he would have done with the Greed Island card if he had understood that it was encased with like a Nen that causes teleportation. It actually makes sense now that I think about it that Miluki couldn't hack it at all, right? Yeah. Exactly. There wasn't really anything to hack. Yeah. yeah. There actually, yeah, there actually is a bit of a. Oh, I'm trying to think what's the word. A discontinuity because in the manga, he's saying I don't understand it. Characters are running to walls and stuff, as in he's going to the code. So there's a bit of a, I guess I'd say a little discontinuity where before I guess he decided it was going to be, uh, and it wasn't going to be a video game at all. At least in my view. I think. I think it makes sense. I think you could say like, yeah, I just have like a shitty game just for the sake of like basically hiding a teleportation device. Oh, that makes sense. I'm just imagining Jing being like, oh, fuck, I'm so bad at assembler. And he's like, I got something working. He suddenly turns it into like a CS professor. And like this compiles, but it's garbage. It's like Nen powers it is. Yeah, he's like, okay, Nen, I, this I understand. Fuck it. I kind of like that theory. That's a good one. Yeah, but um, does anyone else have any closing thoughts, or do you guys want to step, like, uh, just kind of end the episode here? I think I'm good. What about you guys? I'm good. I'm good. Just excited. Okay. For cool. Cool. Else. Well, I'm very excited <laughs> for where the stories. Oh yeah, and a little peek behind the scenes. We're all going to go get artichoke pizza. Hell yeah. If you have a time machine, come join us. Yeah, it will have passed by the... If you're somehow hearing this now, I don't know how you're doing it, but yeah. You're more um, than welcome to join us if you have a time machine and can join us. So go ahead and join us if you can, because I want to learn your secrets, time machine man. Yeah. You know, it's less of a time machine and more of a dodgeball cannon. Oh my god. Imagine they pop, they pop out and just start shooting us with dodgeballs. Yes. Please. Okay, so if any listener is willing to show up with a dodgeball cannon to Artichoke Bazile, we'll see you there. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Heads up, check us out at our Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod and join our patron-only Discord where we'll be discussing the shit of Hunter Hunter, UU, and much more. A uh, little interesting background story. Uh, one of our listeners actually informed us that uh, Bara, as I was using it last, well, no, two episodes ago now, is somewhat of a slur, so I apologize for that. I was unaware, and in the future, I'm going to try not to use that. Um, but that was just one of the many things where people kind of, like, interact with us, tell us more about the context of the show. They, you know, read a book about uh, gay subcultures in uh, anime and manga, and especially in Japan, and it was pretty informative, some of the stuff they had to say. So if you guys are interested in hearing more about, you know, just like random background things, feel free to join. Uh, speaking of the Discord, if you want in but don't have the funds, you can help us by giving us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Send us the link, your Discord username, and enough evidence to connect them both, and we got you. Each review gets a surface to tens or hundreds more people. 
like legit uh reviews are actually one of the best ways to you know help us uh, be found by more people and increase the community and you guys will get to hear more different people come on or you know meet new people it's it's fun times uh finally today's outro music was made by studio mega on a check them out on youtube twitter and most importantly itunes also big shout out to our editor tommy thanks to him the rest of the crew can focus on uh can focus more on doing research and talking togashi see you on the other side Later. Bye. 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 Nice.